One in two women wear the wrong foundation. Are you? Time to upgrade. Il Maquillage is the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. Available in 50 shades of flawless natural coverage, all cruelty-free. And with Try Before You Buy, it's risk-free. Take the Power Match quiz to find your perfect shade and try it free for 14 days. Go to ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz. Hi, I'm Shannon Mahanty and welcome to episode eight of My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. This week's guest is Jada Simone, who runs a London-based hip-hop and R&B club night, Sniff. This is Jada's Big Idea. Hi Jada, how's Hello. it going? Great, how are you doing today? Yeah, good. So welcome, we're in the ASOS canteen, um, so expect to see some kind of half-dressed models walking around, that's, that's the normal. <laughs> yeah, thank um, you for having me, I'm excited yeah. to be here. Cool, well we want to know about Sniff, so to anyone who's kind of never been, what I mean it's a club night, but yeah. what's it like? Tell us um, about Sniff. Well Sniff has been running since 2012, it started off as like an obscure kind of hip-hop night, introducing um, more naughties hip-hop like Ja Rule kind of era. Amazing. But, um, I feel like it became overpopulated so we're trying to do something new now with new sounds from other countries ah that sounds exciting so what, what are you yeah. trying to, how are you trying to change um, it we want to introduce Jersey from New York from the, the club scene and we want to bring um, like Brazil funkin and reggaeton yeah something different that nobody else is really yeah. doing Alright, so what made you do it in the first place? Why did you want to start your own night? Um, I think I was just going to a lot of nights and I wasn't really hearing what I wanted to hear. Um, and I just wanted to bring a new sound to the club scene. So about it was about three years ago, nobody was really playing what we wanted to play. And it was when um, Trap just became popular. So it was one of the first nights that really put Trap into London. So what for people that don't know, can you sort of explain Trap music and what it was that kind of appealed um, to you guys? I think Trap music was so new a few years ago and it kind of came out of dubstep. And dubstep was something that I raved to when I was like 15 when I was going to like illegal raves and um, it just had like a whole new energy yeah. to London and it all came from America and it was really big in like the music scene so we thought it'd be great to bring to London yeah. alright so if someone's trying to start their own club night for the first time what's the first thing that you have to do then what's the before you even think about um, venue or anything I think the first thing is that you have to believe in your idea and have a really strong concept um, have a good team around you because it's not something that's easy to do on your yeah. own so it's important to have friends that you can do business with and who's um, involved in sniff apart from you at the moment it's my friend jason shout out jason <laughs> so how do you go about choosing a venue then um it's all about location um mm. i'm personally from south london but i know that my demographic is in east london so i try to stick there around shoreditch and dawston sometimes hackney yeah. so i think it's important choosing the right venue in the right area right. the right date the right time so it doesn't clash with anything yeah. i know i did one do once and it clashed with loads of festivals oh, no. and it was like really bad was it empty oh uh, no no it wasn't okay. empty but it wasn't like you know as pumping as it was before uh-huh. so and then i think it's just about um, getting the crowd down to the right area and choosing the right date and location, yeah. And how do you, how do you get them down then? Do you do a lot of promotion for uh, it? Yeah, it's all a lot of online promotion. Right. So we do a lot of like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, word of mouth. I've never really done the flyering thing because uh-huh. I don't think it's really our genre. Okay. I think that's more of like a, a, like a drum and bass kind of heavy house thing to fly us. So ours is more um, digital promotion. What's it like when you actually get, like, what are you like on the night? Do you try and sort of say sober, oversee it all, um, or do you party? No, no, I'm known to, like, be in the middle, like, in a mosh pit, <laughs> trying to, like, have fun with everyone, but yeah. then still, like, checking up on the door, checking up on the DJs to make sure everything's running smoothly. Yeah. But I think 
it's important not to be too serious on your night. Like you need yeah. to show people that you're having fun, but you're also like about your business yeah. as well. Yeah. What's been what's been the hardest bit then? It sounds like a pretty smooth um, smooth ride. I think the hardest thing when I started it, we didn't entirely know what we were doing because we were so young and yeah. we just had an idea. It was quite naive to the business structure of it. So it was um, like staying afloat if you have a bad night. Um, staying positive and knowing that you will come back and you'll have a great one and to yeah. not be like disheartened if yeah. not everything is always a success and I think it's like that in every industry in everything everyone does yeah you know? totally can you talk a little bit about that kind of business side of it then what, what have you learned um, the business side of it I've learned a lot more focus in myself because there's no one above you you don't have a manager you don't have anyone to kind of like yeah. whip you into shape uh, you kind of have to create your own work structure around like your day job so you've got a manager your time well um, friends and business gets quite complicated but yeah. you've got to learn to separate the two and um, I think just investing your money in the right place and not getting too carried away because sometimes you can spend too much money on the wrong thing in an event yeah so it's good to put that in the right pot like booking a good act or having a great venue yeah, and who's on your sort of hit list? Who are you up for booking soon? Um, I actually want to get into booking rappers from America, so That'd I'd like amazing. Sniff to grow into being like a showcase for American rappers uh-huh. and then for it to uh, develop into a festival eventually. But amazing. I think our roster, we announced a party yesterday, it's called Fuego, uh-huh. which is like fire in Spanish, so that's like our new thing. Yeah. Um, and then that's introducing all the reggaeton and like the, the South American sounds. And then we've got, uh, do you know Larry B? No, Larry no, B, uh, he's like from work here. He was on tour with Mickey Blanco. He's a friend of ours. We've got Misha Mafia from NTS Radio. Cool. We've got Camilo from Endless. And then Donch is like a resident DJ at Sniff. And we have Vibrant. He's a really cool grime DJ. Awesome. How yeah. do you kind of look for new talent then? Are you just sort of... Um, we find they're always like friends of friends. So we know yeah. a lot of people that are like DJing on radio and going on tour and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we book from friends of friends, people that we really like at other nights. And um, sometimes just on the internet, you know, like looking through SoundCloud and yeah. finding something really cool and like store. getting in touch with someone. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So what if you've kind of, so you've booked the venue, you've shouted yeah. about it on Facebook, you've got kind of your acts. What do you do if you kind of get there and there's not that many people? Is there anything um, you can do on the night? Can you say you can go just... out and, and scout people yeah. from the street. Yeah. But we've never ever had a turnout that's been like really, really bad. Yeah. And I think even if um, you don't have as much people, say we had half as much as we should have in the building, yeah. if the energy in the room is really, really high, I think people still have a great time. Like personally, I've been to parties and there's been like no one there. There's been like yeah. 10 to 15 people in the in like a huge club. But then if the right people are there, you're going to have a really fun time. And if everyone connects, then it will still be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what are your favourite tunes at the moment then? What, what gets the party oh, started? I don't know. I'm really into like Fetty Wap. I think he's got a great new sound. People like Young Fug. Um, who else? There's a lot going on. Other things that don't, we don't really play in the club, like Twigs. I really love Twigs. But we have played some remixes. We did like an hour's remix in the club, which everyone loved. Um, I love ASAP's new album. That's definitely so going to play at Fuego. <laughs> it's really, really good. Um... Yeah, that, that's about it for the moment, probably. So you talked about wanting to eventually do a festival. Yes. Have you started to kind of put any steps towards doing that? Um, yeah, I have the name, I have the logo, and I'm kind of um, researching how to develop a big business plan for it, and then I'd like to seek outside investment. But I know it's something that won't happen overnight, yeah. which I'm humble about, and I really want to work on the events, push them, and have a strong brand, and then that can kind of create a platform for me to do that. 
later in life, you know? So yeah. it's about developing the business structure for it first. But yeah. I'm just scared that somebody else might release the idea before <laughs> me. But um, yeah, but the name's like top secret. Right. In case cool. anyone steals it. That's good. But it's a really great name. So what is the, <laughs> what's the business plan then? How does it work? Uh, the business plan, well, it would be, I can tell you like small things, it would be a huge hip hop festival because I think it's something that's never really been done. I know it's been done in America with like Afro punk, but it's not quite the same. So I'd like to bring all of that to London because I feel like we have such a big gap in the market for hip hop in London and it's such an influence in like fashion and a lot of culture now. Um, and I think it should be really brought to the forefront yeah but I think politically it could be quite complex so you've talked about kind of possibly needing to to get some outside funding yes um, have you ever had to do that before for the nights you're running at the moment or is that for the future um, like, no. do they kind of fund themselves actually we've all funded it ourselves right like from it was weird because the first night we ever did we got it for free like we blagged it Amazing. we blagged the club got everything <laughs> for free um, it was like free entry but then we charged a little bit so it was just taking the money from that and putting it into the next one and it went on and on and on so um, like after your profit you reinvest it into the next party um, but so yeah, we've always kind of invested it. Yeah. You pay for the venue and then you pay the acts. And is that the only yeah. kind of expenses? Um, depending or? on what type of event we do, because last year we did an event called The Cookout in Brixton and mm. it was a huge barbecue. So we had like Caribbean catering. We had Warnells down doing free manicures. So it good. was like sponsored by Vita Coco. So that did cost a lot. But it, yeah. in the end, it was like such a fun turnout. And I think it was a party that nobody had really been to because a lot of it was outside. It was mixed outside and inside and you had free food it was like really really fun and the manicures so so how did you yeah. prepare, prepare for that kind of those meetings with like you mentioned Vita Coco how, do you yeah. kind of, how did you pitch it to them and make them sort of believe in it um, we kind of just told them about the brand um, what we represent what kind of people are involved yeah. previous people that had attended it um, and then I have friends in PR as well so that kind of helped yeah. and then we just got to bag them and we got loads of free Vita Coco and it was cool it was cool for like the Caribbean summer theme yeah, exactly. that we had going on and we had a really cool flyer that a friend of mine designed and it had like a girl it was like a video girl in a bikini with a Louis Vuitton bikini and a cowboy nice. hat and, yeah, it was very like Amber Rose it was really cute yeah oh, that's really cool so who comes down then what, what are the sort of people that come down um I mean all kinds of people in London I think yeah. the reason we started the night was to get like-minded people that are involved in music involved in fashion and just you know I think developing a subculture of people like you so it's a lot of friends of friends outside sources uh, we get some people from the fashion industry some people from music um, yeah just a mix of cool people that are into what we are yeah and how many yeah. people are involved now then um, just two of, so it's me and my partner Jason yeah. And what does he do? How does it? How, what's the kind of split then of work? Um, a lot of promotion, creative ideas right. we share, um, DJ bookings we share. It's quite fifty-fifty, but I do um, a lot of like the booking, the venue, and the flyer design, the sub poster design, a lot of the visual for it. But yeah. he also does like the video animation and stuff like that. Yeah, but a lot. It's very fifty-fifty because he's one of my best friends, so it yeah. goes hand in hand. It's just like we can have a conversation one yeah, day, it and it just like develops. Work. It doesn't ever feel like work. Yeah, no. you talk 
talked about doing the videos. Like, where did that idea come from? Because um, if people oh. don't know, you kind of you do the videos to promote the nights, don't you? The nights that yeah, are coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes we do like little sub promotion videos for like Instagram or YouTube. But then we also had a YouTube channel for about two years. I haven't done a video in a while yeah. because our last concept was called No Cameras Allowed. So it's more like what happens in the party stays in the party. But um, the videos were just like a cool way to show what happened in the night and show you everything that's going on really and the kind of people that attend and I think it's good because it encourages people to come yeah so you can kind of look at the video and know oh that looks like a cool party I'd come because I know that if I see a video for another night um, that's the same yeah you you get to like try before you go yeah exactly (laughs) yeah that's cool so does every night have an individual concept then because you talked about like the no the no cameras Uh, yeah for the most part we've had a lot of crazy themes we've had like a Christmas in Compton we did a (laughs) Maury one in the beginning called you are not the father and it was really like crazy and we did like a video for that and mimicked a Maury scene we've done one um, on you got served and we had like dance battles in the party that's so fun (laughs) we got yeah loads of dancer friends to come and like start a battle and make it really natural (laughs) which is really cool yeah and then the cookout was a theme Um, yeah it is generally a theme every time and then this theme's fuego to introduce like the South American music so what are your if you had to kind of summarise it in three golden rules for someone who's never started a, a night before what are the three kind of tips almost that you really um, need to think about I think any time when you're organising an event it's just about being really really super organised yeah. I'm quite like OCD in life in general <laughs> so like my organisation comes really naturally um, so one being like focused and organised two knowing good music and good DJs because nothing kills a party like you know like a bad DJ yeah. and everybody wants to leave yeah. and then just knowing the right people who to invite and and really driving that promotion because you can have a great concept a great night great bookings but if it's not promoted people aren't going to know about it and they need to come so I think it's just pushing the envelope in terms of who you can invite and then so social media is really important for that yeah social media is really really important and I think in this day and age our entire lives are run on it yeah so everybody's (laughs) you know on their phone every day you go on the tube everyone's looking at their iPhone so I think it's really like integrated into how we live now so that's how you reach people it's never like on the street anymore with a flyer you kind of ignore people and they get thrown on the floor I think flyers are a waste (laughs) yeah it's a waste of like the environment and trees (laughs) what's been your your favourite moment then or like the favourite night that you've ever done it's weird me and a lot of people I know always talk about the launch the launch was like crazy it was like Project X because we underestimated how many people we could get there Um, and we had no idea it was completely oblivious and then within like 45 minutes the door was shut and then everyone was locked in and there was like 300 people in the street that couldn't get in oh wow and then um like yeah police fans had to come because there were so many people blocking the street it was like really really crazy and that was like it was like a movie and people still talk about it so that was one of the greatest times and I think the cookout the cookout was like a big accomplishment because of um, the scale of it do you have to kind of is there like a sort of mathematics side to it then like thinking about how much you're spending and there's definitely yeah there's a lot of how are you on that side of stuff Oh, no, I'm really good at maths. I love nice. maths in school, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, keeping the budget low and not getting too carried away. But I think it's a thing we don't really do it for profit. So if, yeah. if we don't always win, we don't mind at all because it's more about building on a brand and, and making sure that people enjoy it rather than making a load of money. I think yeah. um, things become soulless when you're only doing it for money yeah. in the end, you know. I, f- I just want to have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How do you budget, though? How do you kind of... Um, how do we budget? 
I think in the beginning we used to go all out with like giving free stuff at the door yeah. and it was really nice for people but then we realised oh this is quite expensive yeah um, I think not booking too many DJs like because you can book DJs for like a half an hour 45 minute set but if we just do the hour set it's, it's well spread out and then knowing that um, the value of a venue because you can have a really nice venue and it costs thousands yeah. or you can have like a really cool venue that's a bit more beaten down and a bit more street and it's like way better for you and cheaper yeah yeah I guess it's nice as well to go to venues yeah. that aren't kind of used as yeah, much exactly as well. and knowing how to negotiate in business is very yeah. important with like venues yeah because you can get robbed for your money but if you know how to negotiate, I think, yeah, think have a little haggling yeah. session. Yeah, luck is on your side. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, the canteen is filling up. Yeah. I can hear, hear a little face. But, um, so we better let you go. But thank you so much for coming. Thank Cheers. you. So that was Jada's big idea. Tune in next week for another inspirational story. And remember to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Thanks for listening.